It's Monday, February 27th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today, and we are going to be in the book of Isaiah. But before we got, dive into this, I hope you enjoyed your time in worship this weekend. It was a joy to be with you in Beacon and in New Paltz and in Port Jervis and in Montgomery. Uh, really, it's wonderful when the people of God gather together to worship. And what we're doing now, what this time together is all about, is continuing the worship of the weekend into the rest of our week. We don't want worship to be only a once-a-week activity but we want our whole lives to be marked by worship. So what you're doing by spending time with me here on this podcast is you're devoting about 10 minutes or so every day to the worship of God through hearing the word read, hearing some thoughts about it, and then spending a few moments in prayer. And I pray that this will launch you into longer times of prayer. You know, we're only together for 10 minutes. Maybe you got a 15, 20-minute car ride. Maybe the work that you're doing at the house as you're listening to this, maybe that's going to be a 20-minute project. Listen to me for the first half, but then spend time with the Lord in prayer. Meditate on the word. Enjoy knowing that he loves you, that he's with you, and that he, he finds pleasure in you. So take that time today, and every time we do good, we'll talk daily. I pray you are filled with the love of the Holy Spirit. We're in the book of Isaiah, taking a turn now. We've just finished a group of, uh, of oracles of doom that have been leveled against the nations and also against Israel. But um, we're going to do, for three weeks, promises of of deliverance. We're going to talk about praise. It's a little bit of a turn. In the midst of all of this hardship, there is the opportunity to praise the Lord. And I think we can take something away from that. It can feel like the world is against us. It can feel like we are um, always pushing uphill. But if we trust in the Lord, even in the midst of suffering, there is opportunity for praise. We're going to see a couple of those praise opportunities over these next couple days. And then starting Thursday, we have something kind of fun that's going to happen. I'll talk about that uh, as we get closer to it. All right. Isaiah chapter 25, starting in verse 1. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. You have made the city a heap of rubble the fortified town a ruin, the foreigner's stronghold a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall and like the heat of the desert. You silence the uproar of foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud, so the song of the ruthless is stilled. On the mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled in their land as straws trampled down in the manure. They will stretch out their hands in it as swimmers stretch out their hands to swim. 
God will bring down their pride despite the cleverness of their hands. He will bring down your high fortified walls and lay them low. He will bring them down to the ground, to the very dust. It's a song of praise that also includes some judgment for nations like Moab. Certainly, judgment can lead us to praise. This is what we describe as justice. When God's justice comes and wickedness is destroyed, it leads to the praise of God's people. We celebrate God at work. Part of the saving work of Jesus Christ is to destroy evil and wickedness. That sin which clings so closely to us is obliterated by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is a destruction that takes place in our salvation, so much so that we can say we have been crucified with Christ. This combination of judgment and mercy is found throughout the the prophets, but is exemplified in the cross. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, it is as if our flesh is crucified. The way that we live, love, and see the way that our hearts are, 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 are pointed away from the Lord, the way that we think according to the ways of this world, all of that is put to death. It's crucified. Our old self is died and our new self is risen again. This is what we talked about at Ash Wednesday last week. To dust we were created and to dust we will return. We are now dead to sin and alive in Christ. There is a destruction that needs to take place. We need to be slain by God. Our old ways of being and thinking and loving and, and living, they need to be destroyed. And in their place, a new way of being, a way according to the kingdom of God, a way of salvation. See, that's what Jesus is working in each and every one of us. He's putting to death our old self and raising to life a new creation. I don't know what you have in your heart that needs to be taken care of, but Lent is a wonderful opportunity to do so. If you were at our Ash Wednesday service, you heard Pastor Jose say that maybe this Lenten season is an opportunity for you to get real with your sin. It's an opportunity for you to put those wicked things away. Using this language, it is an opportunity for God to destroy what is evil in you and raise up what is righteous. This is a difficult thing. It requires repentance. Repentance is something that the prophet Joel calls us to. Repentance is something that the nation of Israel refused to do for so long that God had to send them into exile. Repentance, to identify that wayward way in you by the help of the Holy Spirit. Have the Holy Spirit put that to death that you might know life. Brothers and sisters, the salvation that is sung of here is ours. We have experienced God's faithfulness. And these are wonderful things, things planned long ago. From before the foundations of the earth, God knew you, loved you, and purposed to save you in Jesus Christ. That's how loved you are. Consider that you are loved by the creator of the universe even before the universe was created. Because he is God, and he is love, and you are his child. I know you may feel like you're unloved. But God is doing great things in you, putting to death what needs to be put to death, bringing to life those things that need to bring, be brought to life, saving you every day from your sins. He does that because he loves you. And I pray that during this week, as you head through this first full week of Lent, that you would experience, even in your mourning over sin, the love 
of God for your soul. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that though we sin, you put to death what is evil and wayward in us, that we might live unto righteousness as new creations. And Lord, it is difficult to hear this language of death in the psalmist and think, I thought this was about praise, but it is because you do put to death what is wicked and you raise up life. You raise up righteousness. We thank you that you purposed from long ago to save us from our sins. Lord, not because we are worthy of our salvation, not because we've earned our salvation, but just because you love your children. Thank you, Father, for looking us, looking at us not as defined by our sin, but instead of defined by you, son or daughter of the Most High. Would we see ourselves the way that you see us? And would we live in that salvation? Would we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that you are a good God who loves his children and that you show us mercy and forgiveness every time we repent? We love you. We thank you. We praise you for the salvation we have in Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.